Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge, line run right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring from Lepa, and the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center, it is high, it is far, it is gone, it's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome everybody to the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan are back. The Yankees busy trade deadline, the Yankees disappointing series against the Mariners, and uh, much more, but Again, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We're here twice a week after every series, getting to record immediately after this Seattle series ends so we can talk about the deadline moves while it's fresh. Um, But, Sean, the Yankees had three big needs, I think you would say, at the deadline. They needed outfield help with how terrible Gallo and Hicks have been. They needed uh, bullpen help with the injuries that have happened there and some previously established guys starting to struggle and they needed rotation help, given some uncertainties in there. And they addressed all three. I think we would have been, at least me personally, I would have come out of the deadline feeling a lot better. But there was, I think, a weird Montgomery trade there at the end just before the deadline. I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that one. But all in all, I'd say still a, a solid deadline for the Yankees, especially getting Frankie Montas. Yeah, I mean... I wanted Castillo. I still think, especially with the way he pitched against the Yankees today, Castillo was the guy to get. But Montas, you know, Montas has a question with the shoulder and 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 whatnot. He supposedly is healthy again, and you got to assume that that's the case moving forward. But um, that that's a huge get. Um, you know, Benintendi doesn't really excite me, but it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. He's off to a rough start here. I think that'll probably even out at, at some point, but it's very weird to see him come over and strike out as much. And then the bullpen pieces were were huge. I think, um, you know, you saw uh, Efros with some pretty good reactions in the, in the middle game when he gave up that ball to the warning track. And, um, you know, Trevino, um, you know, also really helps a few more, with a few more reliable arms down there. So overall, I think who the Yankees got, um, I was I was really excited about it heading into the the five o'clock hour yesterday, and then right as uh, you know six o'clock rolls up, you start hearing that the Yankees might be in on um, you know another starting pitcher maybe uh, maybe uh, Lopez, and then you see Montgomery gets traded for Bader, 
And you're like, well, there has to be another move coming. And then when it doesn't happen, you're, you're really confused as to what they did. And then when you hear the reasoning, I really don't get it. I don't think it makes any sense to me. I understand you're getting Bader for a postseason game where you think he's going to provide great defense in center field and, but he's not going to start. Like, I don't think you would start him over Hicks, right? Like he doesn't hit nearly enough for that. So yeah, Bader's offensive numbers are fairly underwhelming. You would say he's definitely a, a glove first center fielder, one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball in terms of his offensive numbers he's a little bit below league average a 93 OPS plus a 673 OPS not much power only five home runs and 246 at bats this season in terms of how they imagine him being used I think it's a little complicated already because he's coming over with plantar fasciitis he hasn't played since June and we've seen how much plantar fasciitis can linger on a player I mean Greg Bird it derailed a lot of his 2019 season. Of course, he had other problems to go along with it, but plantar fasciitis has a tendency to stick around. We were never really given confirmation of what Luke Voigt was dealing with in 2020 with like the foot stuff, but I'm sure a lot of people... Made him better that year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But he was limping around the bases every time he hit a home run. That's obviously not what you would want for a center fielder who's got a bunch of ground to cover. Um, But yeah, a very, very odd trade. I mean... I know a lot of the motivation is also going to be to get judge out of center field to keep him fresh uh, for the stretch run and for the postseason, of course. And while, you know, bolstering the defense in the outfield, which hasn't been the greatest per defensive run save metrics like the infield has, but it's just an odd, odd trade to close out on. You can't even, I mean, he's not going to come back till mid September. You can't even get judge any rest till the end, the last three weeks of the season. Like it, it just makes no sense to me. You, you traded Jordan Montgomery to upgrade your Tim LaCastro spot is basically what it came down to in my opinion. And you know, you have an over, you have an overcrowded outfield and now an undermanned road, not undermanned, but under reliably manned rotation, I would say, which is, is, you know, Montgomery was, was second best on the Yankees in terms of length per start behind Cole. And now you just t- took him out. And I know he had two bad starts in a row. But, I mean, he's he's been reliable. Like, he's been a solid four, a solid uh, a solid four or five guy for you for years now. And, and you know, you're, just, you're pulling him out for Domingo Herman. Like, he's ah, – man, it, it, I, I don't get it. I do not like this. And it, it's always the last move that, that you know, the last thing is going to be what you remember and, and just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. And, you know, I, I – the, the team reacted kind of poorly and, and the first game back, they were definitely a little bit out of sorts. I think that probably sh- shocked the clubhouse going into the Tuesday night game. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't get it. What are you even, what are you even going to do? You're in a playoff game. You go Ben Intendi, Hicks judge. Who, who are you, who are you taking out? You're going to pinch run. I, I think Vader for either Hicks or. I think they're, it's I think weird. they're going to probably have to do a wait and see with Bader in terms of when he's healthy, how he looks, how he looks when he's healthy. But like we're saying, it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around the trade and why they did it because of the crowded outfield. You just got Ben Intendi, you have Hicks in there. I mean, is this a sign that the Yankees are starting to fall out of love and give up on Hicks? I mean, Hicks and Bader have identical OPSs this year, so the the offensive numbers might not. Uh, drop as 
as much as people might think if they replace Hicks with Bader. And obviously the defensive numbers are much better with Bader. And Hicks is also oh for his last 26. Like we were, we were talking but before that he was red hot. Like but he's shown that the, he can do it. But he's also shown that this is who he is. This is, you know, ever since 2018, obviously health has gotten in the way of it as well. But Hicks, when seemingly healthy, has been super streaky. I mean, even last year before the wrist injury that sidelined him for the season, he was super peaks and valleys. It's happening again this season in a year where he's been supposedly healthy all year. And we're kind of waiting for things to stabilize because of that wrist injury. How long does it take him to feel 100% again and get his power stroke back and more strength in his wrist and and now he's just looked really really bad at the plate of late so did that motivate them to do it this is a kind of a more I don't know uh put some tinfoil on my head thinking here but we, we heard how close we heard that the Yankees were making a push to get Pablo Lopez which I was super excited about that would have been a huge add to the rotation I mean him and Montas obviously no one is going to win the deadline other than the Padres because they got Soto but you're I, I saw that and I'm thinking, man, the Yankees are about to have the best deadline of any team, not named the Padres. And then just this was all happening right before the deadline. Then all of a sudden the report of the Montgomery deal happens. And then seconds later, you have Heyman tweet that the Marlins are no longer trading Lopez. I mean, is there any chance that the Yankees thought they were getting Lopez and pulled the trigger on the trade? And then the Marlins said, no, we're not dealing him. Like, is that even a possibility? It's just because I'm trying to make sense of why this trade happened. And the only two things I can come up with is the Yankees are out on Hicks or the Yankees thought they were getting somebody else to replace Montgomery because I, I just can't come up with any other rational reason for why the Yankees would put themselves in a position to rely on Domingo Herman every fifth start for this foreseeable future. I think that I, I don't think that they had a deal fall through with the Marlins because unless the deal was finalized, I, I don't think Cashman would, would have pulled the trade on, on the other one with the, the Cardinals. I don't either. I just can't make sense of it. But any of this. It's I, look, weird. It, it just, look, the Yankees have gone, Oh, we're going to go with a defensive first shortstop that can't freaking hit in IKF. I know he said he's not even a defensive first. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> Then they went with a defensive first catcher, and one of them in Trevino learned how to hit. So that that's they lucked out there, but they were going to get nothing from the catcher position if Trevino doesn't have this breakout year. They have a glove only who makes a lot of untimely errors third baseman in Donaldson. And yes, I know he hit a big home run and had a double last night, but he's been terrible offensively too. And now you're going to have a center fielder that, I'm sorry, has less potential to be a good hitter than Aaron Hicks, in my opinion. And oh, yeah, the ceiling is def- definitely lower. Yeah, so we have three positions now, short, third, and, and center, that you're just counting on nothing. Like, they're the you know, like, I guess Donaldson would be the one I would say, like, looks like he could be a hitter again. But, man, it's 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 not look – that really confuses me. I don't understand how it's going to work in October. I can't see this being, like, a game changer in October, like, oh, we're getting ready for the postseason. Well – you know what? If you have Domingo Herman as your number five and you're taking Montgomery out, your bullpen's going to get taxed throughout the rest of the regular season. And we've seen that already. And I know they added a couple arms, but there's still a lot of, there's all of August and September to go. And, you know, Sevy's not coming back now till mid September because of that weird 60 day thing. And yeah. Good for Sevy for not looking at the schedule, by the way, when they tried to explain <laughs> why they wanted to do that. And, and, and you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, how confident are you in Montas's shoulder? Look at what happened with Cole today. Um, 
uh, Tyone yesterday. Like you need as many, like I, I, I do not like when people are not for amassing talent, like get as much as you can. It will figure itself out. Like just keep as much talent as you can in areas of need. And the rotation is an area of need. Like, I, I don't know. And yeah, and you have, you have Florial and triple a tearing it up. Like if something happened to Hicks, why don't you just give Florial a shot who, who can play now rather than, than wasting Montgomery on, on this trade. It, just, it, it makes no sense to me. I just did. This move makes no sense at, at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and we're not saying in any way that Monty is, you know, a difference maker in, in the rotation and that he's dominant by any means. You know, 386 ERA, he's been solid, but he's also been prone to his sudden implosions. We saw it against the Mets. We saw it against the Royals and his what was now his last start as a Yankee when he was cruising along and then all of a sudden, you know, five people in a row reach base. So we know that that's a factor, but he also leads the league and starts with 21. And when you're trying to keep a bullpen fresh, that is important. I mean, I mean, you, you seemingly make this trade with judge in mind to keep him fresh because you want to get him out of center field for a, a little bit. And then, but in doing so, you're also sacrificing keeping the bullpen fresh, which is like you said, has already shown cracks and already shown possible signs of fatigue. I mean, Clay Holmes hasn't been his same, dominant self we saw it in the finale against the Royals and I think it was Mike Petriello of MLB.com who showed how drastically uh Holmes release point has dropped in in the last month which you know could that be a sign of fatigue that he's not throwing his over over the top anymore and having a little more trouble controlling that sinker and while you're seeing walks and hit by pitches I don't know maybe it's obviously you can't say for sure but you would seemingly want people to eat up more innings. I have way more confidence in Montgomery to do that than Domingo Herman. But just again, a, a weird trade. The explanation of the trade was was weird. You know, this opens up a lot of lanes for something to do in in the playoffs. You know, I, it's it's weird. Like you said, a glove first, shortstop, center fielder, catcher, and third baseman on a playoff lineup when you're trying to take down a lineup like the Astros, that's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. I, I don't, the only, the only thing I, I, and this is, this is really like, is this how they're trying to do it? Is your playoff outfield is going to be Ben and left judge and center and Carpenter and right with Stanton as the DH. And then you'll put in, you'll put in um, Bader in the late innings and in center and move judge over to right to improve the defense and get Carpenter out of there. Like, it just seems like a lot to give up for that kind of that kind of maneuvering, and and why wouldn't you just use Hicks at that point? And and as your, I, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, who, who knows? Uh, it's yeah, no, it's, it makes it's... makes no sense to me. But I, I, you know, I'm not. You know, we kind of talked about Benintendi already. I'm not super excited about it, but I'm also not down on it. And um, you know, I, I, I'm. I really like the bullpen moves uh, a lot. I think that's going to be probably the most important thing here. And then, uh, you know, the, you, you needed the starter and they got the second best one available. He does come with a question mark, but you know, we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, Frankie Montas is he's due to pitch on Sunday. He started the um, his Yankee tenure on the bereavement list because he uh, had a death in the family. So of course, thoughts to him. But um, he's supposed to start on Sunday, so it seems like the shoulder's fine. If he's healthy, he's definitely a difference maker, one of the best starting pitchers on the market. And they get uh, Trevino in that package as well. And obviously, the numbers this year don't look good at all. But if you look a little deeper, is uh, FIP numbers, his expected FIP numbers are actually pretty much right in line with what they were last year when he was uh, much better for um, for the for the A's. And Yankee fans might recognize him from the 2018 Wild Card game. So definitely, ha- I definitely have confidence that the Yankees can unlock something more in Trevino and get him back to closer to the pitcher he was and. In 2021, he's only 30 years old. He showed some good stuff already on uh, what was on Tuesday night. And then, of course, Efros we already talked about. So good stuff for the bullpen. Hopefully good stuff for the starting rotation. Uh, In terms of the outfield, it's certainly got its question marks. We talked about Benintendi. Maybe he's pressing a little too much, trying to make an instant impact, but he is not a guy that strikes out, and he struck out three times last night on Wednesday he's got one hit which was an infield single since the trade and that again first time in in this season that he struck out three times in a game I know he has the eight walks so he's still you know putting up good at bats but now here I am feeling like we're talking about a guy like Hicks again like oh well even when he's slumping really bad he's getting on base like the Yankees are, are going to need more they you can't go into the playoffs with an outfield that has Hicks and Benintendi who aren't really giving you much offensively and you can't have a, the Yankees could theoretically go into the playoffs with two outfielders who are not giving you much offensively, a left side of the infield. That's not giving you anything offensively. That's it's I'm starting, I'm starting to get a little worried about facing a team like the Astros in a playoff series. Yeah. I mean, me too. And Hey, while we're on outfielders, cheers, Joey Gallo. Hope you find some success in in Los Angeles. Did they make, anybody a more and I, I i feel bad for him after reading a lot of like how he felt but have you ever seen like a player you know is on his way out just start to feel worse and worse for him as it happened like those articles the athletic and then the nj.com article man i felt bad for gallo um yeah ne- never never personally want to like ride my own players but uh you know i know the yankee fans can really do that and uh it, it's a shame he felt that way but hopefully he gets a reset in la but um What's up, Rocky? How you doing? That's that's all right. We got the dogs here. Love, yeah, love, Bomber brothers love our dogs. And um, some thoughts on Joey Gallo. Yeah, I guess Rocky's not as sympathetic as I am. But, um, you know, I was I was thinking they got what the Dodgers 15th ranked prospect. And the you know, for what the Phillies gave up for for Robertson. I almost wonder would would the Yankees have been would the Yankees have been able to get D Rob in, in that in that Gallo transaction because they got a decent prospect from from the from the Dodgers and the Phillies didn't give up much for D Rob so it, it almost like it could have worked out but it is what it is and and I'm happy that that Gallo is is elsewhere and I hope that he gets gets a reset you know there's a difference between wanting someone to to do poorly and wanting you know and not you know and just being like okay it's not working out with us so anyway. Yeah, it's. I certainly feel for for Gallo, especially after reading those those quotes, talking about how he didn't even want to show his face on the streets of Manhattan. I mean, come on, we can do a lot better as fans. Obviously, he wants to succeed way more than we want him to succeed. I mean, the guy is a two time All Star who's in a free agent year, who's 
looking like he's losing himself millions and millions of dollars while he's struggling in, in New York. So it's not like I, of course, you know, fans are allowed to boo and express their frustrations, but definitely saw it go too far on social media and stuff sometimes. And those guys are on social media. They're in their twenties and thirties. They're going to, they're going to see all that stuff. So now he gets to go all the way to the other side of the country and boom, he's right back with another bona fide contender in the Dodgers. So Hope, hope to see him in, in the World Series is, is how I feel about Joey Gallo's exit. 